Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back. It's that time again. It is your favourite wrestling trio since Big E got injured and The Shield went their separate ways. It is Snapbacks and Beards. We are here with episode 27. I am your host for this evening, J.E. WrestleTalk, and I am joined, as always, by my two wonderful co-hosts. First of all, we have got TWG1991, a.k.a. That Wrestling Guy, a.k.a. Stu Matos. How are you doing, buddy? I'm, uh, I'm very well, very well. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. We're at a slightly uh, slightly later recording time tonight, but that is uh, mainly my fault, so apologies for that, boys. And we are also joined by the only undeniable person on TikTok, the undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. How are you doing? All good here, absolutely, yes. Uh, Johnny in his wonderful T-shirt, a wonderful-looking T-shirt for Johnny. Johnny, wants Johnny wrestling merchandise. Yes, um, one of my biggest problems is Johnny spelt incorrectly. That's something which I'll have to live with. But here we are. As a uh, as a fellow Johnny, I can say it, it is spelt incorrectly. It yes. is spelt incorrectly. Yes. There is no H. Well, thank you very uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been another jam-packed week of wrestling. Uh, we are going to stick purely this week guys to raw and smackdown because there is a lot there to get through we jump straight into it before we get into the matches there were two non-wrestling related things that happened uh one promo and one something else that i want to discuss first we do the something else and maxine dupree has graduated at the alpha academy and because they're your boys johnny i'll go to you first where where's this going I mean, it looks a lot like Thea Hill in the uh, Chase U thing where she graduated mm. and then doing that here. I guess to try to turn her into the next like Olympian sort of style wrestler. Um, there must be a women's title match somewhere down the line for her. Otherwise, why is she getting all this TV time? Um, and this is why I guess a, a mid-card women's title would be handy because someone like her would be put straight into a world title picture here. I got her a Imagine that they're going to try and give Rhea an opponent. And uh, Maxine Dupree, I guess, is someone they'll go for. I'm assuming, though, if you put Maxine Dupree against Rhea, then ultimately she gets cut down quicker than Natty did. You think so? Yes, you would definitely um, think it, it so. W- it would be also, and I know we don't want, you know, um, the Alpha Academy taking too many losses we want them to be pushed up but considering the judgment day are fairly heavy in the main event scene now if we're going to see some alpha academy versus judgment day segments that puts them in that spotlight a little bit more even if they do take a couple losses or or what have you i mean that's that's a good thing i suppose if you're going to look at it that way so if we were to move into sort of alpha academy judgment day territory are Alpha Academy capable of beating any combination of the three males that they chuck at them? Or is there a combination that they don't beat? In For me, in wrestling, a WWE-style wrestling ability, 
and um, all that side of things. I don't think they realistically beat Priest and Balor together. But see, sorry, carry on. But I mean, could they lead that with some friction between Priest and Balor, and you know all that side of side of things? But I that in a sports entertainment WWE world that they live in, Priest and Balor are the strongest two of that group, male competitors in that group, and I would I wouldn't think that they they would win in that in that combo um especially for me if you're going to have both of them floating around the world title scene can they afford to take too many pinfall losses in tag matches whereas dom probably could Hmm. but again you know dissension between uh balor and priest could lead to a bit of a a mix-up and and that but yeah i'm I'm not sure I'd, i'd be i'd be all for seeing different different styles and different combos of, of the judgment day and then matches see i don't know what you think johnny but i actually think not necessarily otis but i think gable is capable of pinning balor and is capable of pinning priest if it if it came down to it oh he can wrestle rings around these guys yeah he, he, he could absolutely yeah. wrestle ring he, he could wrestle rings around uh yeah wrestle rings around them but i mean in the in the sports mm, entertainment yeah, world of yeah. wwe yeah, I mean, um, there's probably like not. Been... Yeah, and like someone like Finn Balor to lose, who's always been in the main event scene, then yeah. lose to Chad Gable, who should be there, but he isn't, right? Yeah. You know, Otis as well. I could see him beating uh, Damien Priest in a fight. Yeah, I could, but yeah. they're not in the position where. Why? Like, why would yeah. they do that? Yeah. yeah. In in, th- in in theory in pure technical wrestling ability terms, there's probably not many people on the roster that Gable couldn't technically run rings around mm. in a, in a wrestling stance. But again, like I'm, that's what I mean in that sports entertainment WWE world. I don't think he gets near Balor or priest. The only way is if they are going to seriously push these guys, otherwise Damien priest and whoever's in the judgment here with them, they're the most dominant faction, so they shouldn't lose ever, to be honest. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Well, we started off talking about uh, Maxine Dupree graduating, and we ended up booking Alpha Academy versus Judgment Day. Uh, <laughs> we, we, would all, we would all love to see the match, but we will, uh, we will move swiftly on to a promo that was cut between the social media megastar, Logan Paul, and a real-life Spider-Man, if you like, going back to uh, giving a little callback to his NXT days, uh, Ricochet. Uh, he's your best mate, Stu. So we'll jump to you. What did you think of this promo? Um, so, uh, yeah, obviously I've I've never denied the, the talent and the ability of Ricochet, um, but this this whole segment... I feel encapsulates Ricochet to an absolute T like that ending or the, you know, that flip over the rope, the callback to the NXT spot, like unbelievable. So, so good. The, you know, this is it the slice bread number two, whatever it's called off, like off the apron on it. Like, I don't know what that's called. I'm sure that's what it's called. Um, amazing. Brilliant. Everything before that, where, you now know why Ricochet doesn't get the mic time ever because that wasn't very good for me. I thought that was just 
you know, and I'm not that I don't actually just mean when he got into it verbally with Logan Paul, because Logan Paul absolutely destroyed him. But Logan Paul, you know, isn't phased by cameras or talking on camera like that's his whole, you know, social media megastar thing. Even when Ricochet was just cutting his promo on his own, I just found it quite boring and I, it just wasn't wasn't there for me. And that's how I feel with Ricochet. Like I say, ability wise, never a doubt, never and never in question. But the the rest of the package that you need to be a big big deal, I I just don't think he don't think he has. Fair enough. I mean, I guess. Um... Logan said to him, you're you're about clicks, replays and highlights or something like that and doing that front flip. And he said, you've just proved my point. He's not <laughs> Logan Paul's not lying, is he? Yeah. Um, Johnny, what did you what did you think of this? Segment? Well, bringing up what you said there, like that made Ricochet look like an idiot, you know, being like, you're only here for the clicks and the spots. And then he literally does exactly what he's just said that he's there for. And like Ricochet doesn't look impressive by doing that. I mean, yeah, none of us could do it. But hey, speaking I, of I've, I've, I've never tried it. Hold on, hold on now. <laughs> Defeats the purpose of the the idea of like you're here for this spot, and it's like you're supposed to prove no, I'm not. It's like, well, you've literally just done that. Um, you know, and Ricochet clearly isn't very talented on the microphone, as we've seen. If you look at the way the script is written, I feel like a child could have wrote that, and he just like the most generic wrestling promo you can think of. Ricochet has just said it. You know, from you know promo school essentially, and it's it's not his fault, but it's just a shame that's the best it can do. I mean, he might have some charisma about him, but we never know because he's told to say these things and he just sticks to it. Um, I think this is a match which Logan Paul has to win, though. Like Ricochet can't win this match. If he does, then he has to be considered in like the world title picture at that point. You know, you mm. you can't have Ricochet win this match. Logan seems to always be a good wrestler but he doesn't win very often so i think we need to, i think that's going to change there mm. however i will i just call into to the match that is inevitably going to take place at SummerSlam. um promo skills or no promo skills this match has the potential to steal the show i i, I think yes. anyway yeah mm-hmm. yes. oh, agreed agreed <laughs> so yeah, with that being said, we will jump straight into the action in a Monday Night Raw, and we will kick off with the first match we saw, which was a returning Drew McIntyre teaming up with someone who apparently just teams up with whoever they want to give him that week, Matt Riddle, against Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci and Imperium taking the loss and a little bit of tension in the ranks there, maybe Giovanni Vinci from uh, Kaiser and, and Gunther. Uh, Johnny, mm. what, what did you think about all of this? Yeah, Matt Riddle is someone who I guess appeals to the uh, younger crowd, and they need him on the show every week because the kids like him. It certainly gives that impression to me. And obviously, he clearly is happy to do whatever they ask him, which you know, as professional, you know, didn't really help Dolph Ziggler very much, did it? So. You know, just doing whatever you're asked. I'm not sure if that will benefit him. Um, but the loss for the uh, for Imperium. I mean, Ludwig Kaiser, I guess. Uh, sorry, um, Giovanni Vinci, I guess, based on the way he's booked, is probably the weak link in that group. But mm-hmm. it's not necessarily saying he's Fabian Eichner is a bad wrestler. It's just the way he's been booked. If you're going to replace anyone, then I guess, yeah. Uh, 
he has to be the guy. But you remember when Ludwig Kaiser used to take losses and then Gunter would chop him as a like mm. punishment for like, don't do this again. So I'm hoping, because I don't want to see this uh, break up. So I'm hoping that it is just, uh, this isn't acceptable and you need to take your punishment and, you know, do that whole thing again with Vinci this time. Yeah, you know, like um, a, this is a the ring is sacred. We yes. we need to treat it as such. We can't be taking these these losses, sort of thing. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, because it makes it makes the Intercontinental Champion look like he's uh, you know training weaklings or people who aren't skilled, and you know the ring general has to have the best around him as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Stu, I was going to say, you know who he could all always have around him if he needs to. A certain have, man from NXT. Can we have that call up? I know you're not keen <laughs> on the idea, Johnny. I know you're not keen on the idea. But if anyone is going to come and join Imperium, it has to be Ilya Dragunov. It has to be. It makes oh, the yeah. most sense. And yeah, like I know the matches that Gunther and Ilya had and their rivalry and stuff like that. But you know, you know, we know what the WWE are like, and they'll just be mm. like. Oh yeah, fans don't 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 remember these like insane matches that these two had. Like let's mm -hmm. you know that. Like, I'm, but yeah, I'm I'm much same. I wouldn't want them to Imperium to split up. I'm I'm a big big fan of factions and groups and stables and and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I mean, like even even if they went down the lines of Gunther kind of not not disowning Kaiser and um Lynchy, but like just saying they need to do their own thing and actually you know sending them away a little bit but then if Gunther ever gets in trouble them to come back and and help them out like they're they're still together but they're not always together if that mm. makes sense um you know I, I I would have that for so many factions you know quite bullet club-esque almost like I, I think that's a really good way of having factions together and having groups but not sort of pigeonholing people to always needing to just doing faction work well and i mean to be fair as well if you gave dragonov to imperium and jd mcdonough to the judgment day and then just, just take Rhea to the side for one second you've got a great war games there yes <laughs> absolutely you've got a, a, a great great war games but well, before we, we move on to that, I just um, the reason why Dragonov to me, I just Dragonov's beat Gunter before. Now I know that people will, when the main roster like forget that whatever they've done before WWE main roster doesn't exist. So yes, Gunter was beaten by Ilya Dragonov. So if he was to get called up, the thing for me is they can't have Dragonov be someone who answers to Gunter. They have to be the same level because they've he's proven that he is as good as he is so he but, can't then go oh i'll do what you tell me unless it's like he agrees while well, you're a friend of mine and you know i'll help you out but, but, but then what if what what our main roster fans gonna take to dragon off or is he gonna get that spotlight straight away without having something you know that would be how he gets over and gets noticed with the main with the main event crowd sort of thing or the main roster crowd Potentially, I think if you if you're with teaming with Gunnar to start with, you already got some validation there, don't you? So that yeah, you know that would definitely help it. Yeah, I mean you could potentially down the line have uh, 
Dragunov and Gunther take uh, one set of tag title belts and uh, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser take the other set. Oh, oh imagine that. Oh. Yeah, that'd be so Bath. good. It would, it would be great to see. It would be great to see. Now we're going to move on to a little bit of women's action with the next two matches. First up, we had Zoe Stark with uh, Trish Stratus against Becky Lynch and a a, a shock a shock loss for Becky Lynch. Is it a shock loss or or is Zoe? St- I mean, I think Zoe Stark's incredibly talented, but was was that a shock loss on on a random episode of Raw? I mean, it was, it, it was a sh- a shock loss. I by its nature, but it's a loss Becky can take. Mm-hmm. I think I I don't you know I, it's not going to really hurt Becky. I know that they'll talk about it in on TV and in storyline that it's you know really hurt her and all this sort of stuff. But it it won't a, a one a, a loss like that won't. You know, we're not suddenly going to never see Becky in the title picture for the next eighteen months because she's lost a match to Zoe Stark. But like that's not that's not going to happen. Um, so I I don't think it, it's it's that bad for for Becky. And obviously, it's a big 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 push and a big big win for for Stark. Uh, yeah, I mean, Becky getting beat off uh, Zoe is a uh, is a big shock. But um, I don't think I'm I'm not too surprised by it. As I say. I think it's just how soon it's happened. Like she hasn't been there for very long, and already beating Becky Lynch just seems um, shows Becky's happy to help get someone over. But it was almost a clean win as well. It wasn't really, um, yeah, you know, there wasn't really any assistance there, and she just beat her. Um, it's interesting that they've decided to do that, Becky Lynch. I don't know what's going on with her because obviously she's not really in the title picture. She's obviously going to fight Trish at SummerSlam probably, but. What what is what is she doing right now? Like, well, and that that was going to be my question to you, you boys, after the um, match that is probably going to happen at SummerSlam, I'd assume against against Trish, and that feud's done with. Where does Becky make her way back to the to the main title scene, or does she hang around where she's hanging around and mm. putting over talent? Like, what do we think? I mean, I, th- I think there probably is. There's probably another feud. So what we got SummerSlam in August. There's probably when's when Survivor Series? November, is it? Yeah, it's always November. Yeah, I don't yeah. know when. Because but... I because I was thinking you they'll they'll do a a women's Survivor Series thing and Becky will be on that team. So I guess she needs something in between the end of SummerSlam and um, the sort of the lead up towards Survivor Series. I mean, whether is that a is that another sort of is that a mini feud with Stark maybe? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I don't quite see her rolling into the title picture just yet. But then I suppose Rhea will need will need some more opponents that aren't Natty, I guess. So Does that, yeah. does that come round at WrestleMania, though? Becky, Rhea? It, it, a lot will depend on the Rumble, won't it, I think? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Again, so yeah, Becky Lynch taking a shock loss. Um, as I say, we'll stick with the women's action here. And next up, we're going to talk about Shayna Baszler versus Emma. Um, Emma, I did I, she sort of she came out the gates um, like she wanted to fight, but it, it didn't really last too long. And 
inevitably Shayna Baszler got her way and was then confronted by her best friend afterwards. Um, Johnny, we'll jump to you first. What did you uh, what did you think of this action? Well, um, I've always been a fan of Emma's, and I was very happy to see her when she made a return. And um, I kind of wish she didn't bother. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> why? Like, what what have you done? You know, like besides mm-hmm. meeting meeting her boyfriend, literally she met Mad Cat Moss or Riddick Moss, as he's now known. And I think they met because they were on the road together. But besides that, like, you know, she had a return match against Ronda Rousey, and it was good. And then she had a match against Shayna here. And you just knew what was going to happen, obviously. But it was just like a matter of time before she took the loss. It's just a shame how far she's fallen, really, because um, mm. I think she's got a lot of talent. Um, Heel Emma is the best version. And we need that version back because this baby face one just, yeah, it's just to fill the card, isn't it? I um, can't personally even pinpoint when her return was. Did she return at the Rumble or am I making that up? It was uh, not long after Ronda won the SmackDown title. It was her first title defence. Just randomly put on SmackDown. Okay. And Stu, what did you think of this action? Shayna Baszler, Ronda at SummerSlam? It it has to be. I don't... I can't see where else they're gonna, where else they're gonna go. I'd like, I know we we've spoke before about you know a fight pit match or something like that. I think they, it needs to be something. I I'm I'd be a lot more invested in this match if it was a fight pit or a cage or some form of of stipulation because I actually think that'll help Ronda make the match more interesting. Um, I don't. I'm not necessarily interested in seeing Ronda have to work her way through a bog standard singles match. Um, yeah, this match did what it needed to do. We all knew what knew where it was going, um, and I think we probably all know where the end point is is coming. And hopefully, yeah, we can get past this, and hopefully, we see something more uh, more dominant for Shayna moving forward. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I hope so. I think she's absolutely got to have a um a title run at some point on the on the main roster. She absolutely has to. Um I was gonna carry on doing this in order, but um I'm actually gonna mix it up a little bit. Whilst we're on the women, we will move to the last women's match of the evening, which was uh Caden Carter and Katana Chance against Sonia Deville and takes you aside, but mine and Johnny's favourite woman on the roster, yeah. Chelsea Green. She's yes. just everything. Like she's just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um but the the action, I, I and she quite will, she liked. will tell you that as well. By the way, she will tell you that. She absolutely will tell you that. Um, <laughs> I quite like Caden Carter and Katana Chance as a tag team, um, but obviously Green and and Deville did need to pick up this win here because uh, they've got the um, the tag title match, haven't they? Uh, mm-hmm. What did what did we make of this action, boys? Thanks, Stu. I mean, yeah, it's the right the right. 2-1, again, like you say, for, for the building up to their tag team match and, uh, and everything. I I guess it's difficult because I still I still see um, I still don't quite see them as a legit tag team, even though they've been tagging for a while and, and I guess that's uh, you know, I've I've said for a long time I'm fed up of these just people being thrown together and 
and stuff but i suppose that's pretty much how all tag teams start so i just need to start getting used to that they are actually a a, a proper tag team sort of thing it just and i think it, it doesn't they, quite feel like they are compared to like you know their opponents that you know i think they've they look more like a tag team but that's just because i guess they've been together longer do you know what i mean i think it's that's just how i see it you know um but yeah will will they beat Liv and raquel who knows with so. the women's who knows with the well. women's tag team division <laughs> like, yeah. you, you never yeah. never know um but yeah the tag team match did did what it needed to do i don't think it was awful by any means i think it was, it was pretty good i think i think they are trying as a tag like they they match their ring gear and like yeah. you get you chuck like dana brooke with someone and they don't they don't bother but i i think Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green are trying to be a legit tag team, and I, I think yeah. they work really well together. Yeah. Um, John, Johnny, what did you, did you think of the action? So at first, it's the uh, the entrance to Katana Chance and Caden Carter had where they had those smoke guns thing. Um, I don't really understand why. Now I know that maybe in NXT you'd understand whatever, but it's just the idea of random, unique entrances. Let's just you know have these smoke guns. Why, why do you do that? Like. I need to have a reason why the character is wanting to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and another issue I have, with it, and again, size shouldn't matter, but they're only stood next to Shayna and Ronda, and they look tiny compared to them. So am I really supposed to believe that they can beat Raquel? Like, who made Rhea Ripley look short, right? So I'm supposed mm -hmm. to believe that they can beat her. Like, and I think in that sense, the right team won anyway, because... Again, they can't help us. There's nothing they can do about that. But I just, um, I need to be more invested in that character to see, like, oh yeah, they could, uh, you know, have a good match against Raquel or have a chance of beating her. Um, and I, you know, I want, I don't want to rag on them, but it's just I have a couple of issues with that. Where, how can I take these seriously? Like, you know, I realise mm -hmm. one of them is a Ninja Warrior winner, so like, yeah, of course she's very athletic, and that's brilliant. So maybe the quickness of uh, Caden Carter will the Katana chance will be, you know, her advantage. But I need to see more of them, I think, before I can really make a judgment. Yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. And I know we give a lot of love for uh, for Chelsea Green, but also that I just want to mention that need from Sonia Deville. Yes. I, I I would not want to take that. I mean Sonia's a badass, like anyway. Sonia is a badass, just, yeah. She 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 is someone that has not been taken as seriously on the main roster as she should have been taken. So, so up to now, up to now. I'll tell you what, I'll go on record and say it now. And I said what I said, Stu, right? What I'm about to say, I said what I said. Built correctly, son, built correctly and given the run-up, Sonia Deville is someone that could potentially challenge Rhea and potentially take the title from her if, if done done correctly. A a absolutely because she's a badass because, mm, because yeah. like like and that's why and again obviously we sort of briefly mentioned it and the, the the size and the strength and all that but that's why someone like raquel looks like a looks like a genuine or could look like a genuine threat mm. to Rhea. but if you put mm -hmm. eo next next to Rhea, it just you don't see it you don't see it happening um yeah. And that's not, and that's not ragging on EO. I, I think EO is fantastic. But like, like you said, Johnny, like you have to believe certain things. And I know that one of the things we all love about pro wrestling is sort of suspending that sort of belief 
while, while we're watching it but you've still got to be you know you've still got to have an element there where it, it makes sense yeah know? of course mm -hmm. yeah i think ronda i think ronda and uh shana like she could have a sonya could put good matches against them as well given the chance mm -hmm. yeah. yeah she is a legit fighting background um and they really need to let her um do that because she has that in her locker and they haven't had to do that yet yeah completely agree completely agree so that was it for the women's action on raw uh we've got two more um men's matches to talk about uh before we get to the main event we will talk about the miss versus tomaso champa in a no disqualification match that firstly i thought was really good i really enjoyed it i thought it was a really good match secondly um is it wise putting someone who gets injured as much as Tommaso, uh, Tommaso Ciampa in that position? And thirdly, what the hell are they doing with Bronson Reed? I, I don't know which, which one uh, wants to jump in there first. So I'll I'll answer your I'll answer your questions backwards. No one knows what they're doing with Bronson Reed. That they should Not be doing that they should be doing something much more with Bronson Reed, but they don't know what they're doing with Bronson Reed. I would say maybe not under normal circumstances, but I think the Miz is a very, very safe worker mm -hmm. and yeah, a very that, trusted worker. I think, you know, I, I would, if you're going to put Tommaso in them, them situations, I think it needs to be with a safe, trusted worker like the Miz, like Damien Priest, people like that. Or Johnny Gargano, who's his best friend, who he's going to like. Do you know what I mean? There, there, that's going to happen. Um, and what was what was your first one? What, what was number one? Uh, Did I like the match? Yeah, just that I, yeah. firstly, I thought the yeah. match was very good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's a good match. We say yeah, we say that we say the Miz is a very uh, safe worker, and he is. He is. I'm only sort of joking here. But didn't he like knock Champa's tooth out like a couple of weeks ago? Uh, it's not ballet, <laughs> though, is it? It's not ballet. <laughs> um, uh, Johnny, what did you make of all this action? Oh, I love the no DQ match. Always do. Mm. I look forward to this match. And uh, Champa has that personality where, you know, he has a dark side, which in these kind of matches, he can really get that side out. You know, he loses all sort of emotion. He doesn't care who he offends or how he does it, as long as he gets the job done. And for the most part, he usually does. Um. And the Miz, again, as you say, safe worker, hasn't won a match yet this year. So I guess they're going to continue a rivalry here because the babyface didn't win. Well, I, I was thinking, I, I, I was thinking, and I wrote it down. So Miz has now got, is is, is Bronson Reed like a, a partner or a friend or a paid lackey or something? Are they going to? Do that well, you again. You brought him in. Yeah. Be, you know. So. so, so if there's them too, that means Gargano needs someone. Uh, no, he doesn't. That means Champa needs someone. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, again, suspending that realism and belief. I'm not quite sure if I was bringing someone in to fight Bronson Reed, I'd bring in Johnny Gargano. But that's, you know, I don't know what I'd bring in to fight Bronson Reed. So, um. Yeah. You know, uh, whether you mean Von Wagner, yeah, I guess, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, mm -hmm. is, is, is that the way they're going to go? Are they going to reform 
DIY to uh, to to help Champa bring that sort of you know bring that uh, to a, to a beginning for them to in a close of this this feud maybe I, I don't know. Mm. I tell you what, if you I'm, I'm, sorry, Johnny, you like no, no, that's the can say I, I really do like Bronson Reed. It's just a shame that like yeah, again another one of those people the Triple H brought back, but like why? Mm. You know? Yeah. To stop I him mean, going elsewhere. Yeah, mm. true. Um, if you wanted to give Omos a win, he could potentially go up against Bronson Reed, I guess. That would be believable yes. that Omos could beat Bronson Reed. Um, yeah, the actual match itself, I felt gave a lot more than I was expecting of just a DQ match on an episode of Raw. It felt more like a, a PLE uh, no DQ match. I, I, yeah, mm -hmm. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, we will now jump to the main event of the night, which was Seth freaking Rollins teaming with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against Judgment Day's Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, I read that there was uh, a lot of tension backstage after this match from all six guys in the match because none of them were happy with uh, the match itself as much as they could have been. There were fumbly spots. And I've got to say, um, definitely Seth caused one of those fumbling spots, was meant to catch the sling blade, didn't catch the sling blade, ended up sort of doing some weird roly-poly off of Finn's back. Um, just, I guess it just proves that you could be at the height of your game at the top of the WWE and it, it still doesn't always go your way. And that that's fine. That is fine. Um, but yeah, what, what did you guys think of the match? I also heard, and again, I don't know how true this is and how much it plays into everything. Um, but apparently there was pretty much up until like they were prepping for entrances, rewrites of the match going on. Mm -hmm. so, I, I, did hear that. I mean, mm -hmm. that, although that doesn't, necessarily excuse if that's the right word sort of certain things happening if you've got a whole match planned out in your head or you know spot to spot to spot planned out yeah. in your head and then suddenly that's changed that must be quite hard to sort you of bring that bring that background you can't um, lay all the blame on the talent no uh, no if, i don't if if, if you're yeah. re 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 yeah, rewriting matches up until that point I, I don't know how you can expect talent to fully go out there and be fully confident in what they're doing. Mm. Um, yeah. They're probably already uh, a little bit pissed off because yeah, yeah, what's actually happening here? Like who? Like how does this benefit Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at all? Well, it doesn't, you know? does it? No, no, it doesn't. No. And that's like something I was going to say when you asked about what do you think of this match. I was going to say I don't really care because why should I? Like, yeah. It's going to, you know, okay, so Judgment Day is going to lose. It's going to cause more tension between Balor and Priest. Like, okay. And and how on earth does Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn matter in this? Because they're given with Gunter and the Imperium, right? So, so Mammy's yeah. got her house back in order. Mammy's got the boys back yeah, under yeah, control. Yeah, so and, yeah. <laughs> and, and Judgment Day did pick up the win, didn't they? So, yeah. 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 But, I but, mean, yeah, it's pointless. The, the judgment day now have a win over the world heavyweight champion and the world tag champion so mm -hmm. there's going to be causes there for for matches to need to happen i guess finn yeah. finn f i would assume um mm -hmm. i mean my money is on dom to get the uh 
North American title from Wesley, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I agree. But, uh, yeah, there's got to be some sort of tag title discussion there at some point, I guess, as well. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, he, so? I mean, again, I, I know that obviously you've you've got the the brand split that has happened, but doesn't matter. Um, this now has to be the opportunity, surely, at SummerSlam, have Dom and Priest. Or, or anyone, any two of the Judgment Day versus Vin, um, Vinci and Kaiser versus Sammy and KO have whoever, the Judgment Day or Imperium, win the Raw Tag Team titles. Sammy and KO can go off to SmackDown with their Tag Team titles and lose them over there, and the Raw Tag titles can stay on Raw. Should, like, surely this has to be the one now. Like, I, you would um, think, wouldn't you? It, I don't see... As you said, Johnny, I don't see the benefit of they're just Sammy and KO just floating around with the belts, not really doing anything. Like, it, yeah. you know. Again, the reason why they're on the show is because of, uh, you know, the appeal to the audience, don't they? So, again, mm-hmm. KO and Sammy appeal to the kids. WWE is still prioritizing the, uh, you know, the family show vibe. Um, so, when you see random matches like this of them appearing on the show, it's down to that, really. It's down to yeah. just like, well, they sell the merch, don't they? So they have to be on the show because people want to see them. Mm, but yeah. people, I think, excuse the lack of storyline for business, which isn't really a good idea. And out of out of those three that did lose, was was Sammy the right person to take the pin, or or again, does that not matter? Um, I think out of all of them, it's best to stop Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I would. I feel as it, as the tag team rolls on and develops and carries on, you will probably start seeing KO take more of the losses to get have him become frustrated at Sammy, and you know, just turn on turn on Sammy because that's what that is what's going to happen. You know, and Sammy is more over as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Um, Ko works better as a heel, so that you know that will happen at some point. But I think that the first first action point that needs to happen is that the the titles are, are split from both shows. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, can't say much more on that. And um, that was our Raw recap, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll jump straight to SmackDown. Um, and what I've actually done here is we are going to talk about the main event straight away uh, because obviously we had the first segment that, that goes hand in hand. So we saw Bianca Belair come out and cut a promo. She was interrupted by Charlotte Flair and then they just knocked Oscar to one side and made a pact between themselves for to fight each other at SummerSlam. Um, and we then moved to the main event and had Bianca versus Oscar and chaos ensued ringside and the match ended in a no DQ. Uh, the match ended in a uh, DQ. It looks like we're probably going to move towards a triple threat at SummerSlam, uh, possibly with with EO hanging around there with her Money in the Bank briefcase as well. Um, I'm going to jump to you first, Stu, because I know you made a video uh, about this and about does Oscar deserve better in this scenario? So 
what do you think of the whole thing? I, like I said in my video, I just feel that how, how and why, how can people take Oscar as a champion seriously when she's essentially a third wheel in a story for Bianca and Charlotte? I think Oscar deserves so much better. Um, and I don't think, I don't think it makes Oscar's title run look anywhere near as good as what it should be because all with all we're talking about is Bianca and Charlotte really and if um if there is a a title match on uh, at SummerSlam and it's a triple threat match i i cannot see there there being a way that Oscar comes out as still a champion and i feel that that's you know your champion should never look that weak in a match mm -hmm. but for, mm -hmm. you know for for me like i know you know if we look all the way down the down the years and you know there's been you know that they have these have these matches where they say oh, that you know the odds are stacked against the champion and, and and all this sort of stuff that's fine but i just don't see where oscar looks good in this situation um you know I would, I would like, you know, why can't we just have, I don't know if I'd want to see it a lot, but why can't we have three matches between Becca and uh, Becca, Bianca and Charlotte and, and let's, let's leave Oscar and let her feud with some people and get some mm -hmm. wins and, you know, stuff like that. Oscar has, I, other than her Royal Rumble win, which got overshadowed by Ronda Rousey, and her Royal Rumble return, I, I don't think Oscar has been booked very well on the main roster at all. I just don't I just don't think she has. I don't think you could take her seriously. If you compare this run to her NXT run, it's it's just not anywhere near in, in, in my view. Like a, com a completely different person. Yeah. Um Johnny, yeah. uh, firstly, what did you think? And two, who, who, if this does end up being a triple threat for SummerSlam, who have you got? So, I probably shouldn't be too surprised. It ended in uh, disqualification. You know, that's where they're going with this. You know, people talk about putting respect on Bianca's name and Charlotte's name. Oscar is the second longest reigning women's champion in NXT history. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and people need to put more respect on her name as well because she... I don't know how big a star she will be in uh, Japan. I imagine she's the most famous female wrestler of all time now but in Japan. She has to be up there somewhere. Um, yeah. And I think she's a big influence on, again, the, the big bright colours. I think people like that. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why she's a good merch seller because she has, you know, so much uh, nice merch and things. Um, so I think Asuka has been someone who really deserves to be in this spot but she needs to be taken seriously like she was in nxt um and it's just a shame that you know she is an afterthought in this mm -hmm. similar to when you know charlotte faced uh becky and uh, sasha at wrestlemania 32 becky was like oh yeah yeah she's she's there you know like obviously it wouldn't be that sort of level now but that's where she was then um and of course at SummerSlam, if it's a triple threat i mean that's uh, charlotte always Charlotte. I've, I've always mentioned that impeccable record i don't know why they would end you know why they would have a lose now 
But, but yeah. is, is that the one? Sorry, Joe. Is that the one where Charlotte wins to get 15th title, but gets cashed in on immediately by EO? So then she loses I, it and then can win her 16th at some point. I think um, the, this match, I, I at the moment, if we were to lock in predictions now, I would say that EO Sky comes away uh, at, at mm. SummerSlam as the uh, new SmackDown Women's Champion. You talk about the Royal Rumble before, I think um, Asuka needs to be potentially winning the Women's one next year as like the last sort of attempt to make her take, being taken seriously. Like, mm. Fix that mistake they made, I think, in 2018 by not having a win and have because again, she's got a 100% losing record at WrestleMania, so then she needs that to change, yeah. So. And I mean, for, through no fault of Oscar's own, uh, here as well, but she also won the money in the bank briefcase, but then never even got a chance to cash it in. She was just mm -hmm. she, she was just handed the belt, wasn't she? So, yes, um. Maybe if she had had a, a run with a briefcase, there might have been something there for her to be taken mm -hmm. a bit more seriously as well. But um, Seth and Becky obviously had other plans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so that was that. Um, we will now move on to the first match of the night that we saw, which was um, pretty deadly. Uh, Kit Wilson, Elton Prince taking on uh, Seamus and Ridge Holland from the brawling brutes um i've got on my notes here i'm hoping one of you boys can help me um one of them is now injured i don't Kit know which one. um but i'm gonna jump to ridge's defense here it was again purely an accident same, same with biggie it was absolutely an accident it will well, actually if you watch the video it's got absolutely nothing to do with rich holland it over it over flipped himself on the the tackle so it had nothing. Mm -hmm. it, it had nothing yeah, to do yeah. with it. it just I mean, I guess, I guess because be. Rich is involved, isn't he? So people of are going to start. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I've 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 got that written down that I I feel it, I feel bad that Rich has had to come out and defend himself against something that wasn't his fault. Like I mean, you again the the mm -hmm. big E one. You can. You could he whether you you know quote unquote fully go on the blame for Rich for Rich Holland there there's you know they're both involved in it but this one has you know literally nothing other than the fact it was him that was doing the move but it, you know it's it is Kit that has you know tried to sell like Ziggler and he's just he's just over rotated hasn't he that's not mm -hmm. that that is what it is it's I said you know it isn't ballet people do get yeah. hurt. And, you know, it's, I just, I feel, I feel for Ridge a little bit because I, I don't want that to be, you know, this to be what he is, he is known for. Cause he's actually getting quite a lot of TV time just recently. Mm. Um, yes. uh, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't want that to be, you know, I don't want Ridge to get the Naya treatment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. no, and I, I think as well, since Ridge has since sort of gone, gone under Seamus's wing, I think his um, in-ring skills have improved like tenfold massively. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Johnny, what did, what did you think about this? I'd like to find the start of like when the last time, you know, every competitor in the match was from the British Isles. Mm. You know, I find that yeah. quite interesting that like that never happens, you know, because again, it's an American company. 
WWE want the Americans to be, you know, the best. And they're starting to do a lot of matches now where some most of them, like, it'd be very unlikely that, you know, back in the day, there would be no Americans. But there's a lot of matches now where it's like, oh, yeah, this is a Japanese woman against an Irish woman or, yeah. you know, an Irish guy fighting an English guy. And I like that diversity they've got now, really. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you could even call back to, to WrestleMania. There was a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship, yeah. wasn't there? An Irishman versus a Scot versus an Austrian. Mm. Yeah, and it was it was nice that I guess the IC belt sort of was meant to be that, wasn't it? Like you know the yeah. you know the foreign wrestlers fighting each other. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, the match was all right. Um, didn't lift uh, lift trees or anything, but I mean you know it was a good enough match, I think. For what it, yeah, you know, good opening I, I match. Think, yeah. So does does Sheamus need to let Butch and Ridge be the tag team? Yeah. Or does he need to be part of the tag team? I think, again, like an Imperium kind of thing where, you know, he can be the, the leader of Brawling Brutes, but mm. he doesn't actually fight in the team. He's more like the, the leader of the group and yeah, gets yeah, involved yeah. when he needs to, you know. But then I do, I wonder, and this is, I, you know, we all know how much of a, of a Pete Dunne fan that uh, I am. I wonder, is this at the minute, when you, if you were to see, you know, it's announced Butch and Ridge Holland are against the Street Profits, or they're against against whoever. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's fine. If you put Sheamus in one of their spots, it adds more credibility to the match because of who Sheamus is. Yeah. So, you know, I think that at the minute does does help for the Brawling Brutes to to use Sheamus for for that. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't can't argue with that. I think you make a very valid point. Um, we will now move on to uh, Bailey versus Zelina Vega. Uh, I really like Zelina Vega. Um, and then a promo, um, probably the best one I've ever seen her do, but a promo cut from uh, Shotzi at the end of the match. Uh, Johnny, take yeah. it away. Well, um Obviously, we found the reason why she decided mm -hmm. to do that, Shotzi. So, um, but as far as the character goes, so obviously we had Shotzi get a head cut last week or the, the haircut last week. You know, the, to cut the ponytail, and I think we kind of knew where this was going. Really, as soon as she comes on the screen, she has a, a razor in her hand, and we know what's coming. She's going to shave her hair off. Obviously, it hasn't been shaved off completely on screen, but you can imagine. Well, she's kind of done half of it, so they're probably going to do the full thing. Um, but you saw, like, uh, you see Shotzi, she looks like someone who could play that crazy, maniacal character mm -hmm. because she is, you know, a bit, you know, um, alternative and obviously not the blonde, blue eyes, typical lass is what you might say in wrestling and WWE. She looks alternative, so therefore, WWE do this thing where if you look different, you're automatically crazy. Do that with AJ Lee. Um, but Shotzi has that sort of ability i think to really make that work um and obviously the real reason she cut her hair was because her sister has cancer and mm -hmm. she did it in support of her which when i saw that obviously at first i was not sure why they're doing this but it's like well yeah they like, come on <laughs> you know massive respect mm -hmm. to her um can't deny that's an incredible thing but obviously if we stick to the storyline side as well that could be used as a way of going yeah like 
she's so crazy that she just cut her hair off and she doesn't care. Imagine what she'll do to you, Billy. You know that kind of that kind of character. And um, this could be the first like major storyline she's had, but she has to win, which is something she has to beat Billy in this one. Yeah, no, I agree. And if mm. if anyone's going to pull off this look on the women's roster, it's going to be Shotzi. Yes. She's, she's going to be able to pull it off. And um, Stu, what do you think of the uh, the the match itself as well as the? the yeah, promo? I mean, the I mean the, ma- was... the match was over quite quickly. To be fair, yeah, um, and the match kind of. I've got no no issue with the match. I, I thought it was it was quite good. Um, to be honest, I enjoy I enjoy any time I see Bailey in in a in a match, not just because she's really good, but because her dynamic with Michael Cole is just brilliant. Like I just yeah. I just I think it's it's so so good. Um, yeah. And yeah, much much the same. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with Shotzi's character now because she's she's never been someone that I've I've really got fully behind and I don't know if that's just just because yeah I've, I've just not not quite got it it's been a bit too all over the place for for me but yeah let's give her a let's give her a character let's give her a storyline and let's give her some regular matches um and and yeah, see where see where we go with with that. Do I think that she's someone that I would see at the minute as a as a title contender? Probably probably not. Um, but you know, give her. I I still think she is in that position where she needs to have good enough talent around her to lead matches. You know, we saw her match with Ronda, and that was that that wasn't very good. Um, but yeah, I, I I'd like to see where they where they go with this. And like you say, as much as as much as I love Bailey, I think she probably will lose this lose this feud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I would uh, yeah potentially have to agree with that. I think that Bailey does ultimately lose the feud. And yeah, build build shots up in the process. Why not have another have another woman that's that you're not expecting to lose when they get in the ring? Make it a bit yeah. more interesting. Have yeah have that aspect to it as well uh three more things to discuss on smackdown um i'm going to change the order around a little bit again there because i want that to be the penultimate thing and then that to be the last thing um so hurt business 2.0 street profits waiting for someone in the car park and we see the return of the almighty bobby lashley and they get in um i guess that looks like it probably is going to be hurt business 2.0 or some form of that uh two two questions firstly what do you boys make of this and secondly do we see shelton benjamin cedric alexander omos mvp come into the fold at some point as well or is this a a brand new one headed up by bobby what do you think so i'm really really torn by it because i still think that bobby needs needs a mouthpiece and montez ford could absolutely do that job as the sort of mouthpiece of the team but i wouldn't want that to be a situation where we never then see montez ford wrestle because he's always just doing the talking which is where i think an an mvp style character would would really benefit them um 
my only concern if they uh if they were to go down the route of you know bringing in omos bringing in shelton bringing in cedric and and all, and all this is would that give off you know nation of domination vibes and then probably you'd get morons online saying that these people are only together because they're african-american which it it shouldn't be that shouldn't be the first thought when people see this group yeah yeah um so that that would be my only my only issue with going down that route but actually i i would quite i'd be up for seeing it because again set i or i may not be the have ever been the biggest cedric alexander fan but shelton benjamin is fantastic put him again in the spotlight on a bit more of a you know a regular occurrence i'd be all for well and i suppose i was just thinking about it whilst you said it as well if you had the street profits and bobby lashley that could be a face hurt business you add cedric alexander and shelton benjamin and you can still get away with it being a face hurt business if you add mvp and omos it then has to become a heel hurt business um but yeah sorry uh that was just a thought i had but yeah anyway johnny um what do you think of hurt business 2.0 well big fan obviously lashley comes out and three profits are very smartly dressed you know uh looks like they have like a job interview or something or like they're going to discuss real important business and i think that just based on the way they're dressed normally it's the heels who dress very smartly you know like i'm better than you because i wear a suit so all of a sudden there you can see uh maybe a change in character from the street profits rather than just turning a heel so blatantly like one of them turns on the other they're going to stay together that doesn't mean they can stay baby faces forever so them two doing that and then lashley also instead of mvp coming out because if mvp comes out of the limousine then it's obvious what's happening right but if lashley does it it's maybe not as obvious so i think that's why they saved mvp because when he does eventually appear again it's like well okay well we know exactly what's happening now um i think when you look at people saying the stereotype you know the bloodline is all samoan people yeah um you know uh, imperium is all you know european european yeah and naturally because they're from germany and austria they're considered the bad guy which that yeah. is a racist stereotype in itself yeah. to be fair mm-hmm. um you know the street profits and bobby lashley i don't know if they want too big a hurt business i think shelton and cedric would be good to have in it but like i don't know if it would be they could come down and be like oh great we're back together and then lashley's like what are you guys doing here yeah who's who said you were are they are they free agents i no, think they are are. are they are they are they raw talent are they yeah almost as a free agent though which is why i feel like yeah and odyssey jones is on smack is on raw which is a, well he's supposed to be otherwise he would have been a nice little addition to the uh, group as well and give him something to do as i say i don't have a problem with all of them being african-american because again there's a lot of stereotype groups in wrestling i think mm-hmm. it doesn't get as enough doesn't get as much coverage but it is there you can guarantee this one probably would which is mm-hmm. just bizarre yeah. in itself yeah yeah no i completely agree completely agree but hurt business 2.0 we're, we're all here for it we all we all want to see it and mm. i mean you could almost argue that 
with the street profits because they're probably more popular than than Shelton and Cedric, that this could be a, a more popular hurt business as well? Well, they could go by again, could be like, well, you know, we've been on a great ride with you guys, but at the end of the day, money talks and uh, that's what we're here yeah. to do, to make money. Yeah. And yeah. it could be like, we're not turning heel, we're just going places where there's more money involved. We're actually yeah. focused on winning and earning money rather than earning popularity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's true. That's not a bad shout. Um, penultimately on SmackDown, uh, Jay Uso comes out, cuts a promo to keep the bloodline ticking over, uh, the bloodline mm. storyline ticking over for another week whilst there's not a lot of them there. Um, Paul Heyman comes out, Solo comes out. We learn that Jimmy would be out for the unforeseeable. I'm assuming he makes a return at SummerSlam. Um, but my notes here, um, even when he's by himself in the ring, his promos are still so good. He's so believable. And it all lies in his facial expressions and his hands. And just just an incredible promo guy. Like, I don't know who he's learned from, but he's not not have not got his promo written on his wrist, has he? So um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what did you guys think? Very good. Um, Jimmy Uso doing what he does best at the moment, which is, you know, on the microphone, that high energy that he has, so much anger towards Reigns because of everything he's done, and bring it all full circle. Have them have that match that uh, they had three years ago, but now it's a summer slam for the world title, and Jay has really evolved since then, I think. Mm -hmm. I, think there's a, I think a solo run for Jey Uso would be more believable now than it was when he first started doing this. And then, of course, Paul Heyman takes the worst super kick I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he sort of went, oh, oh, I forgot to fall down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still very good. You know, it's uh, always yeah. been good and it's still as good as it ever has been. Yeah. I feel like they, they kind of had to to have that promo in there, like I said, to keep the because I don't think you can have a week of SmackDown where you don't mention the bloodline or, or anything to yeah. do with the bloodline. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they still had to have this promo. But yeah, uh, that's yes. true. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I I mean, I still think it's, uh, I guess I get where they're coming from, but like Reigns has just hit 100 days without defending his title on TV. Like that's that's not good in my in my view um and that's as good as you know the matches he has had and the the story with within that but you know that's that's a hell of a long time for your main guy not to defend his his championship um mm -hmm. but yeah in terms of the actual promo itself and the story and, and what we saw on on smackdown yeah jay's Jay is, has evolved so much, and yeah, I think he's got a real chance. He's a, it's a lot more believable now that something magical could happen at SummerSlam. Um, I I agree so so much so that I can't I can't lock in that prediction I'm, until I'm maybe the day of or the day mm, before. I'm yeah. I'm not locked in yet. I'm not convinced no. either way. Yeah, no, I'm not locking that in. No. My no. my only. Um, my only worry, I guess, if that's the right phrase, is I saw um, 
I saw an interview that the Usos did not not so long ago, and it was a kind of one of those sort of out of character kind of kind of interviews that that they do, and they have said that their biggest dream match is is against each other at Mania. So, is there going to be a tur- one turn on the other? I would presume Jimmy on Jay hmm. at some point, which I just wouldn't be a fan of. But you know, if if the time is ever right for that sort of thing to happen, it would be in the middle of this storyline, surely. But have they missed that mark now? Well, have they missed that mark, or does Jimmy believe what? Paul was saying that it's all Jay's fault that that Jimmy got injured. Yeah, could 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 you go down that route? Yeah, quite quite possibly. It's it's mm. yeah, but you know, Jay 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 is is unbelievable. I I would I would argue that you know the term over is used probably too much in in wrestling in general, but Jay has to be one of if not the most over guy in the company right now i would put him up there mm-hmm. over yeah, a consistent, up period, there. consistent period of time he is he's easily been up there now yeah no mm. I, I i would agree with that as well and um, just before we move on to the last topic of discussion um whilst we're on uso business uh before we came on the air johnny you said um you had uh, something to talk about about a younger a younger uso Yes, so we've got, um, I mentioned before that Zila Fatu, who is Umaga's son, uh, was training to be a wrestler, and he had his first match this weekend. So, I'm not sure how old he is. I know that, um, I think he started a bit later, because I don't think he trained to be a wrestler to begin with, but yeah, Zila Fatu, Umaga's son, who pretty much does what Solo does, but like it's actually his son. Um, yeah, it looks good. So, um, so when so when Reigns needs a needs a win over J, uh, Jay at SummerSlam, that's is that, that's how he's getting it. He's yeah, getting yeah. It. I think yeah. I think we'll actually have um, Simone Bulldozer Junior come down. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be cool if uh, if if he was to ever make a main roster if they gave him Umaga's music. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think, think because of be- um, because of who the family is, I think. No matter what happens, they'll always have an opportunity to work for WWE because, again, it's the family connection there. Like Jacob Fatu, at some point, I'm not sure why he's never signed. I think there's some, I think it's because his personality is too strong for them or something like that. There's something about him which they don't, they're not too keen on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's always got an opportunity to work for WWE if he wants it because of who he is. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff, great stuff. And now we will move on to the last topic of discussion for SmackDown. It was a fatal four-way match. There is another one next week as well, but this was a fatal four-way match, the first match of two, where the winner of both matches will fight each other to see who will face Austin Theory to the United States Championship. We had Santos Escobar uh, versus Butch versus Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles. Win picked up by Santos Escobar, which I didn't think was going to happen. Um, next week, we will see LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes versus Sheamus versus Rey Mysterio. And my note here is, and I'm going to chuck it straight to Johnny, got to be LA Knight as new US champion. Yeah. 
Yeah, without a doubt. Of course, it does. has to be him. He has to get that win there. And I, I guess feeding him to someone like Santos because Eli Knight isn't officially a babyface yet. I think they said he's going to be, but like having him against Grayson Waller, who's supposed to be a heel as well, probably in their mind doesn't make as much sense because it's a bad guy against a bad guy. So I can understand why Santos won for that reason also, because maybe they want to just go for the shock for no reason, which yeah. they've done before. Um, but it has to be his time. And they all got promos backstage and he got one into in the crowd. So I think that yeah, tells which you. I, I really like that. Yeah. So there's something there for him. And, um, just go for the simple route. Just have him beat Escobar clean, have him win this match, and just have him fight Theory and just just do it, man. Just don't overcomplicate things like they usually do. So the obviously we've got the match next week, and then mm. the two face each other the week after. Is the actual United States Championship match itself at SummerSlam? It would make sense for it to be at SummerSlam. Wouldn't yeah, it? that's what I was thinking. They'll have a contract yeah, signing if there's one in between or something. Yeah, very, very true. Um, Stu, what did you make of uh, the match itself as well? Uh, yeah, well, I, I really enjoyed the match. Um, so I did, a, I did a video about it. And when you get four people that are really good, you know, you're going to likely get a decent match from it. Um, we spoke last week about where the future is for... Grayson Waller and how do they see Grayson Waller? We've spoken about it in our in our chat. Grayson Waller is what they wanted Austin Theory to be, I think, already. I've I I've said this as well. I don't know if it was the how he intended to be or if he was in character while he was on commentary or whatever, but theory was lacking something like it just didn't seem very charismatic didn't seem like there was any personality there and it was it was quite dull um so i think now is the time for him to to lose the us us title um yeah i was pleasantly surprised i suppose by by santos winning i like you say it makes sense now when you when you think about it um yeah i think they also did uh, they were quite clever with it, with how they sort of took AJ away. So they've actually, you know, built in towards something else with him and Cross, which is, you know, will hopefully be quite good if they're given the time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a decent match. I I don't think next week's will be as good as this one, um, personally. But yeah, I, enjoyable, it's and that- I think. Is that because Cameron Grimes is in the match? It's not just because Cameron Grimes is in the match, but that is a big reason why I don't think it'll be as good. Um, but yeah, I, I I think Knight wins that, and I think Knight beats Escobar and then beats beat, beats Theory. I think that mm-hmm. sometimes we've said it. Sometimes the simplest option is the right option, and that just is the simplest option and the best option. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So Austin Theory, just completely there. Austin Theory. Yeah. It's hard. It's horrible to say, but. I guess he has to have one of the most like miserable title reigns of all time. Like most, like one of the worst US title runs ever. Like he hasn't done anything with the belt, and he's he's held it for a while as well, hasn't? It? It's not like he's just yeah. he's had it for a month. He's what six yeah. seven months in. He's two hundred days, isn't he? Yeah, Dean Ambrose held it for nearly a year, and it was like 
right i don't remember a single match he had in that time it's yeah. it's along that same sort of level like it's just yeah he's got the belt but what 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 like yeah and he, know, he, he's not him. he he's it, 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 you can tell the the poorness or lack of quality within the title reign because i don't think that theory has enhanced the us title and i don't think the us title run has enhanced theory like hmm. e e either one you know if you're looking at good title reigns they do at least one of them things and i i don't yeah. think i don't think this has for him yeah i mean they had the mm -hmm. whole obviously cena at wrestlemania and then edge the very next night he beats two two legends back to back and it's just sort of progressively got worse from there really yeah yeah but um yeah i think we will be seeing a whoever i'm gonna say la night but whoever comes out on top of this is the next united states champion yes agreed mm -hmm. Absolutely. and that concludes the end of smackdown as well so we have now recapped raw and smackdown ladies and gentlemen i am out of things to talk about did you boys have anything that you wanted to talk about before we come to the end of the show i have nothing nothing left to to add this week well i would just recommend that anyone has um a local wrestling show nearby to where they live please do check it out because they are some absolutely cracking shows. Last night I was at, well, when this comes out, it'll be Sunday night, Saturday night. I was at North Wrestling and it had uh, Gangrel and Scotty Too Hotty were there um, and had some obviously local talent as well. There's a young lad called um, Leon Slater who won the North Championship and he's only 18 years old and apparently he's rumoured to be signed with AEW. So obviously there's something nice. there about him um and it was a cracking match the entire show was fantastic uh there was a hardcore match where instead of using thumbtacks they use lego bricks which oh, is God. probably worse oh <laughs> no yeah do you remember do you remember stepping on a lego as a kid oh, like, it was the worst, worst thing ever the worst and this north wrestling um was on fight TV. So, if you have a spare ten pound or fifteen pounds, you want to watch a local wrestling show, you can watch it. It's brilliant, and I would certainly recommend it. And I'm going to do a vlog on my TikTok about it as well very soon. I um, I might have to buy it actually just for that Lego spot. <laughs> yeah. I might have to buy it just for the Lego yeah. spot. <laughs> um, so that is it ladies and gentlemen we have come to the end of the show we thank you very much for listening to us waffle on about wrestling again um johnny where can people find you on social media uh, you can find me johnny goldsmith on insta on tiktok and johnny underscore goldsmith underscore on instagram trying to get 20k on uh tiktok and we are slowly getting there but um yeah let's try and speed it up for SummerSlam. Then get 20k. <laughs> Let's get him to 20k, ladies and gentlemen. And Stu, where can people find you online? Yeah, so my Instagram is that wrestling gram. You can find me on there slowly posting photos, wrestling related. But my main social media is my TikTok. That is that wrestling guy at TWG1991, where you can find me chatting about wrestling, making lists of all things that I enjoy about wrestling brilliant go and check out those lists he's got some uh some great ones on there and he's got one coming up about the undertaker's best matches soon as well so <laughs> give that a listen as well 
And I am JE WrestleTalk. You can find me on Instagram at JE WrestleGram, trying to build a bit of a following on there. I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be. Um, and you can also find me on TikTok at JE WrestleTalk, where I post daily wrestling content. And I will have, by the time you watch this, I will have a video on there that shows my entire wrestling collection of what I currently own. Um, it's just a drop in the ocean of what I plan to have. And we also have a Snapbacks uh, and Beards TikTok at Snapbacks and Beards. We're on there uh, letting you know about this podcast, when it's coming out, questions we want from you guys, all things like that as well. Yes. And all that's left to say is thanks for listening to us, guys. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Stu, for joining me. And we will see you all again soon.